Hallelujah. We come to give you the highest praise. Come on, somebody praise in advance. Come on, pray for the backsliders. Praise because God's about to do a healing tonight. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. Oh, come on, it feels good in the house of the Lord. Let's give God great praise. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Anybody feel David's sentiment? I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but it feels good to bless the Lord. He's been so good to bless us. Amen. The least I could do is offer back, amen, the fruit of my lips, which is my worship, and say, God, I bless you here tonight. I bless you with my praise. I bless you with my worship. I think we ought to do that for a few more moments. Somebody throw your hands in the air and just begin to bless the Lord, the one true living God. I bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You've been so good to me. Words cannot even tell it all. Hallelujah. I magnify you. I exalt you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise here tonight. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord with God's people. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be turning open to the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 5 through 6. Amen. And then also we're going to be turning to the book of Psalms chapter 112. In verse number 7, I'll be reading that one in the ESV. That's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Amen. The word of the Lord, as many might here be able to quote tonight, simply says this. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths and then if you could Turn over to the book of Psalms, chapter 112, and verse number 7. Amen. Psalms, chapter 112, and verse number 7. In the ESV, it reads this way. He is not afraid of bad news. I'd like this to be something that we all could say, man, I lived that one perfectly. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. I hope that after tonight, that could be something that God pins on each one of our hearts. That not even bad news can shake us because my heart is firm. Because I trust in the Lord with all my heart. My heart's firm because I am trusting in the Lord. And I want to teach to us for a few moments on this subject. I'm going to title this Trust Issues. And uh, if you want to subtitle it, you can. 
because I'm going to go along with my theme of asking a question. Will you trust? Will you trust? Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray all across this building that God would speak to each and every one of us. Hallelujah, Lord, I know that this is the word that you have brought me into this house for. And God, you brought each of these individuals into the house of the Lord for. Pray, God, that you would help us today, that you would give us this word, put it in our hearts, that our heart would stand firm, that not even trouble sometimes, hard times, or even bad news would be able to shake us because, God, we have determined that we will trust in the Lord with all of our heart. God, we're giving you great praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated for a few moments today. Amen. Trust issues. Will you trust? Last several weeks we've been talking about obedience. And uh, we are talking right now about the three components of obedience. The first one is to hear or to listen. You can only obey to the level that you have heard or that you have listened for understanding. The next level is that of trust. You can only obey or you will only obey, I should say, to the level that you trust what is being given or presented to you. And finally, the third component that we'll talk about next week, amen, the only way that you and I will fully be able to obey is eventually we must submit ourselves Amen, to what God is asking of us. But tonight, I'm going to focus in on this, this trust issue. Amen. Uh, it is common among saints and believers and churchgoers and even other religious circles for people to use the sentiment, just trust God. Has anybody ever heard that in your life? Has anybody ever encountered saying that? Amen. Just trust God. This is a well wish, amen, for many that uh, it's often as is used in this current society when people say uh, praying for you, thoughts and prayers. What they're really saying is after I say this, I'm not going to think about you or pray for you. Uh, that is not the case in the church. When we say we're praying for you, uh, you see at every service, we put the prayer request before the Lord. We lift it up. And if you ever hear a prayer request, amen, write it down. You can take it home and pray about it through the week. Amen. Because when we say we're going to pray, we really mean it. We also don't just say trust God, amen, so that we can uh, just hopefully uh, just brush past somebody's pain or uh, brush past somebody's hurt and all the things that they're going through. When we say trust God, we are provoking one another to good works. We are attempting to help somebody to go beyond themselves and to do the biblical thing, and that is to trust God. Now, that sentiment is a lot harder than it sounds. The question is how do you trust God? How do I trust God, especially when I'm afraid? How do I trust God when there are moments where I just don't feel like it? In fact, what even is trusting God? Trust, according to Brother Google, is a firm belief in the reliability, the truth, the ability, or the strength of someone or something. 
amen, trusting in God, amen, is to have a firm belief that he is reliable. It is a firm belief that he is true, that he has the ability, he has the strength, amen. I want to tell you, when you trust God, you are saying, Lord, I am relying on you because I know that you are reliable. When you say you trust God, you are saying you have the ability, not that I have the ability. When you say I trust God, you're telling God you have the strength whether or not I have the strength. That's what it means to say I trust God. But trusting God does not mean a, certain, a few certain things. Amen. Let's talk about what trusting God does not mean. Trusting God does not mean that you believe everything will go the way you want it to, and it does. There's people that would say, I trust God, and they mean it to the extent that everything pans out exactly how they envisioned it. And the moment it doesn't pan out, they no longer trust God. Uh, if, if it were true that trusting God means everything works out exactly how I thought it would, uh, if that were true, then everybody that followed God would be the most enviable people on earth. Everything would go their way, but we all know sitting in this room here today that that does not happen and that the people of God are not always the most enviable people. Because if you look through your Bible, believers living in some parts of the world right now are literally being murdered for their beliefs Others lose jobs and livelihoods for their faith. And still, many are being mocked and belittled for the faith that they hold to. And yet they all proclaim, I trust in the Lord. I've come to help you here tonight. If you think trusting in the Lord is that everything's going to work out the way you think it would, amen, that everything's going to be uh, fluffy bunnies and unicorns, I've come to let you know that's not how it is, trusting in God. Amen. Some people believe that if I trust in God, everything's going to work out exactly how I thought. Amen. That if I believe in God and put my faith in him and put my trust in him, that somehow it's going to entitle me to a problem-free life. Uh, amen. I want to tell you that's not what it means to trust in God. That if I somehow have a problem, either I did not have enough faith in God or God is not holding up his end of the bargain, that is not what trusting in God means. Amen. Even the Bible would contradict, amen, that humanistic way of thinking. Jesus put it this way, that in the world you will have trouble. Can I help build your faith here tonight that you're not a terrible Christian? Well, I've gone through it, Pastor. I, I've come to help you here tonight. You're not a terrible Christian because everybody else is going through it too. I'm having trouble, Pastor. I must not be doing enough. I've come to help you here today. In the world you will have trouble. Hallelujah, that ought to lift some burdens off some people's shoulders that are living this, this Christianity that is un, unattainable, amen, that a trouble-free life. Don't listen to these, uh, these slick televangelists that, uh, that tell you that if you put money in the, in the offering that that's going to do away with all your problems, amen. I want to tell you it doesn't do away with all your problems, Hallelujah. There are promises that come when you're faithful in your giving, but that doesn't do away with the problems. Amen. It doesn't get rid of all the struggles of life that all of a sudden now you're going to be above any trouble. Jesus himself said you're going to have trouble. Amen. If Jesus himself had trouble, you and I are going to have trouble. If the apostles had trouble, you and I are going to have trouble. But that does not mean you trust God any less. That doesn't mean your faith is any less. 
Amen. You ought to build up your faith by reading about the biblical characters. I would say all of the godly characters in the Bible suffered tremendously. You and I are in good company here tonight. All of them that had faith in the book of Hebrews 11 trusted in God. And all of them had trouble. We are in a beautiful cloud of witnesses here tonight. God did perform many miracles, but he did not do the miraculous to protect his people from everything. Uh, there's a lot of miracles through the Bible, but you won't find one miracle that God just waved his hand and trouble disappeared from people's lives. In fact, you look at Joseph. He was sold as a slave by his own brothers, wrongly accused of a crime he did not commit, and he spent years languishing in a prison for doing nothing wrong, and yet he still trusted in God. Amen. The Bible tells us that Ruth lost her husband, became a poor peasant in a foreign land picking up scraps to eat and yet she still trusted in God amen you look through the Bible and you will find all but one of Jesus's closest friends were tortured and murdered for proclaiming that they believed in the truth about Jesus and the only one that survived was boiled in oil and banished to the island of Patmos amen until he died of old age all of them still trusted in God even even though they had trouble. You and I are in good company tonight. You ought to give God praise that even though there's trouble, I can trust God. Even though I'm going through it, I can trust God. Even though I'm suffering, I can trust God. Even though I don't understand, I can trust God. Somebody ought to give God praise here tonight. In the end, suffering and pain is something everybody must face. Whether you trust in God or not, the Bible says it rains on the just and on the unjust. Amen. Your, your idea of rain depends on whether or not you're living in a drought or you're being flooded. Amen. It could be good or bad. But it rains on the just and on the unjust. You can't avoid it. But you can make the decision, I'm going to trust God in spite of the rain. Hallelujah. Amen. The people that trust God in spite of the rain are those that go out into the field and start planting seeds. Amen. Rain, rains can be a destructive force. It can flood the earth, but I might as well plant some seeds. And the trouble I'm going through and the struggle I'm going through, if I got to go through hell, at least I'm going to come out with a tan. Hallelujah. If I got to go through hell, at least I'm going to come out with some things growing in my life. If I got to go through the storm, if I got to go through the rain, if I got to go through the trouble, amen, I want to tell you that at least something in me is going to grow. At least something in me is going to become better. That's what it means to trust God. Not that there's not trouble, but in spite of the trouble, I trust him. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to give God praise here tonight. Amen. Trusting in God does not mean that everything goes your way. Amen. But also, trusting in God does not mean that God will explain to you everything that's going wrong in your life. Or right, depending on how you want to look at it. Often we only blame God for the things that go wrong in our life. We never blame God for the things that go right in our life. Amen. You lose your job, it's God's fault. You get sick, it's God's fault. You get a raise, I did a great job. I'm a hard worker. You get a job you didn't deserve, man, I just am so lucky. Ain't no such thing as luck in God's economy. Amen. God favored you and God blessed you. But I want to tell you. There's people that say, I'll trust God if he explains himself. L let me just help you just 
settle that part of your Christianity where you never have to go back to it. God owes you and I no explanations. Why they have to die? No explanation. Why this have to happen? No explanation. Why this go? No explanation. In fact, amen, you're also in good company because the Bible does not answer Job when he asks, why me? Amen. God does not owe you or I an explanation when life is painful or when life is confusing, when bad things happen, even really, really, really bad things. Many of us are tempted to ask why, but most of us never get an answer. In fact, most of us never, ever even think of getting an answer. Amen. Because we know that's not how God works. Now, if you want to ask God the question, it's a great opener to a conversation with God. You can go for it, but I've just come to let you you know that trusting God does not mean you understand God. Hallelujah. That trusting in God does not mean God has explained himself to you. That trusting in God does not mean that God runs it by you first before he allows it into your life. Trusting in God is regardless of what has come into my life or what has exited my life, he knows best. Oh, somebody ought to give God praise here tonight. He never explained it to me. I still don't understand. I can't explain it to you. Amen. I'm walking by faith, not by sight. I can't see how it makes sense in the moment. But I trust that all things work together for the good of those that love God, to those that are called according to his purpose. I don't know how it's going to work out. I just know that it will. I don't know when it's going to work out. I just know that it will. I don't know how it's going to turn around. I just know that it will. Whether I get an explanation or not, whether God tells me, whether whether not God explains it to me doesn't matter I have decided to trust in Jesus somebody ought to love him in this house hallelujah come on you don't understand but you can still trust God it didn't work out the way you thought it would but you can still trust God he's never explained it to you but you can still trust God somebody ought to lift up your hands and magnify the Lord for a few moments come on Let's give God praise. There's people right now, you want God to explain everything. He's not going to. Just trust him anyways. You want God to tell you the whole plan. He's not telling you the whole plan. Just trust him. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I, I want to help somebody here tonight. I I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. I came to teach, but I might as well. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come out on the water. And you know what Jesus said? Well, Peter, once you step out of the boat, the waves are going to start rocking and it's going to start moving and you're not going to know what's going to happen and uh, eventually you're going to start noticing the waves going to be pushing you over and, and the waves are and the wind's going to kind of blow against you and you're going to get a little nervous and you're going to take your eyes off of me and you're going to start to sink. That's a great verse in the Bible. If you can quote it, go for it. No, the Bible, if you were quoted right, says, come. There's people that they said, God, I want to do great things of faith. And, and God, I, 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 I want to come out where you are. I want to step out of the unknown. And God says, come. And you got a decision to make. Am I going to wait for the explanation? Am I going to wait for steps one, two, three, four, five, six, A, B, C, D? Am I going to get all of the answers before I ever make my first step or ever make my first move? You will sit in the boat like the rest of the apostles, but Peter did not wait for an explanation. He said, I trust you. And if you said, come out on the water, the water's going to sustain my weight. If you said, step out of the unknown, whether I got the answers or not, whether I understand or not, I can trust in you. I will not sink. Come on. I might go down a little bit, but I won't drown. I might get a little wet, but I won't die. I 
Why? Because I trust him, not because I understand him. Not because I got his mind figured out. I don't. But I've decided that if he spoke a word, I'm going to walk in that word. And if the water won't keep me up, the word of God will keep me up. That if the water... If the waves won't keep me up, uh, the word of God will keep me up. Uh, and I'll trust him at his word. Somebody ought to give God praise. Come on, let's love him all across this house. Come on, somebody ought to love him in this house. Hallelujah. There's people right now, God said, come. And you've been waiting six months, ten years before you made one move. Uh, but God's not giving you an explanation or understanding. You just got to step out and move. You can see the difference in the people of God through, through the Bible. Zacharias told of God that your wife is going to have a child, and John, his name's going to be John, and Zacharias says, hold up. I don't know about that. And God says, you're going to be silent. But you look at Mary, and God says, I know you're not even married yet. Hallelujah. I know things you, you don't even understand. He said, the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow you. And she said, be it unto me according to your word. Well, God, I, yes, but you first got to explain everything to me. I want to help you here today. Trusting God does not mean you get all the answers. In fact, trusting God is, I don't have, I don't have all the answers. Sometimes it's, I don't have any of the answers. But I've decided to trust him anyways. Amen. It could be, you know, when we ask the question, how do I trust God? If those are areas where I can't, that's not trusting God. That's not what trusting God means. How can I trust God? It could be that our perception or our expectations of God have led us to feelings of betrayal and disappointment before. Because we think things should work out a certain way and they don't, now trusting God becomes a challenge and a hurdle for your Christian walk. Because you thought God was supposed to do it this way, but he didn't do it that way. This is Mary and Martha saying, if you'd have been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. Because they thought he's going to get healed. And he didn't get healed. But I got news for you. If you trust God, he'll get resurrected. Hallelujah. If you'll trust God, you'll see things you never thought possible. Uh, if you and I trust God, we don't put the limit on God. We don't put the cap on God. And he can take us to higher heights that we've never seen before. Amen. But it's often these things where we become disappointed, uh, we become jaded, we feel betrayed by God because of unrealistic and unmet expectations. And this is good counseling for somebody because that's where your disappointments are really coming from. And, man, your disappointments in your job, your disappointments in church, your disappointments in your marriage, they're unrealistic expectations or unmet expectations, which are usually unrealistic expectations that have never been fleshed out. Amen. Where uh, you, want, you want somebody to come hang the moon for you but you, you, you can't even do the minimums, amen. You want a spouse that will come and do everything for you, but you can't take out the trash. And it's, it's these unrealistic and unmet expectations that often lead to disappointment. But uh, the issue is that we brought this into the kingdom of God. And many of us have taken our baggage, and we didn't, uh, we didn't leave it, amen, at the altar, but we take it with us everywhere we go. And Amen. We, we have a lot of issues from our past, and we carry those into the kingdom. In fact, a buzzword in this generation is to claim trust issues. Anybody heard that? Trust issues. In fact, it's become a meme. This is why I have trust issues. When they change the size of the, the potato chip bag and when they, you open up the lays and it's nothing but air. This is why I have trust issues. Amen. Uh, but really, it's, it's, it's making humor of a deeper issue in our society where uh, there have been certain things that have been presented 
but they have not been actualized. And now there's an entire generation that's a little bit weary and a little bit wary of what has happened. And they don't know whether or not they can trust. Amen. I, I want to tell you there's people in this building you don't know who you can trust. Uh, when, when somebody is struggling with trust issues, I'm talking about true trust issues, uh, you can see some symptoms. Amen. One of the ways you see a symptom of somebody struggling with trust issues is when they assume or await betrayal. Hallelujah. When you assume or await betrayal, in other words, you view everybody else or God with malice. Everybody's out to get you. God's out to get you. And if it's not, they're out to get you or betray you or leave you or desert you. It's often that you wait for it. You get into a relationship. This is how people are. They get into a relationship and they expect it to happen. And year by year, it doesn't happen. And they're going, well, eventually, eventually they're going to stab me in the back. Hey, man, this is somebody with trust issues. Trust issues are also displayed when you are overly protective of yourself and of others that you love because you don't trust anybody. Amen. Uh, another symbol, uh, a symbol of trust issues is you isolate yourself from others. You feel that it's best to limit your relationships Amen. In order to avoid fears of betrayal and abandonment, because if I cut them off, they can't cut me off. I'm talking to somebody right now that this is going to go beyond just your walk with God. This is going to go with, with other people. You have commitment issues. Amen. It's another sign. You avoid commitment. No matter how much you care for someone or something, you refuse to commit yourself because you're afraid that they will betray you, abandon you, leave you. You have trust issues. You are suspicious of other people and their motives. You are extremely cautious because everybody you meet is out to get you or to hurt you and that's how many people live because somewhere in your life somebody that you should have been able to trust the most has betrayed your trust they have broken your trust usually it happens when we are children trust is often broken by the very people that we should be able to rely upon parents siblings extended family friends amen we are living in a generation that is plagued with trust issues amen and they bring those with them into the kingdom of god and into a church setting and they start thinking how can i trust god when my father or when my mother or when my brother or when my sister or when my uncle or when my aunt or when my friend and you go down the list and they look back to the moment where their trust was broken and now their trust when you tell them to trust God they've got trust issues they have been abandoned they have been hurt they have been abused they have been forsaken and they come and they hear amen that God is their heavenly father but they look back on their earthly father and think how can I trust this dad if I couldn't trust that one and they bring those trust issues with them and you tell them trust God but they've got some problems because I don't know if I can trust him because all of the people I should have been able to trust have failed me we ought to pray for a moment we ought to pray for a moment because this is what we're going to deal with tonight 
Amen. Will you trust God? Will you trust God? It's a decision you and I have to make. If we're ever going to obey God, we've got to answer yes. I will trust God. But it starts with dealing with some of these deeper issues of whether or not you have, amen, trust issues. God, help me. God, help me to see beyond that. Somebody pray. Come on, let's pray. Come on. Hallelujah. Don't let your past experiences hinder you from trusting in God. Don't let somebody else's wrong, amen, make God's right seem wrong to you. Trust in the Lord. Somebody pray. Hallelujah. Come on, this is a healing moment for somebody. You can trust in God tonight. You can trust in God tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let the lack of answers or the lack of expectations being met cause you to lose your trust in God. Don't let your past of somebody else hurting you affect your view of God. That's a lot easier said than done. I've spent 20 years working on that myself. Amen. To, to have an abusive father and then somebody tell me, God's your father. Well, what do you do when you have an abusive father and you do something wrong? You hide, Adam. Where art thou, Adam? But when you get a revelation, he's a loving father. Oh, man. It'll change your walk with God. Where when you realize he's not out to get me or to hurt me, he's out to save me. You don't run from your heavenly father. You run to him. You don't run from the altar. You run to the altar. When you start changing your perspective that I couldn't trust earthly things, but I can trust, I can trust my heavenly father, your walk with God will take on a whole nother hue. Amen. You'll start living for God with a smile on your face. You'll get excited. Amen. You can't wait to get to heaven. Why? Because you get to see him face to face. You're not scared of meeting with him because you're not looking at him like a judge. You're looking like him, like, looking at him like the father that he is i can't wait to be with jesus oh somebody ought to give god praise amen you can trust in the lord you can trust in the lord amen it's going to be a lifetime work but you can trust in the lord amen i want to tell you trust is always required in moments of uncertainty it is also most valuable in moments of uncertainty. If you and I always know the outcome and the ins and outs and the whys beforehand, we are not trusting in God. We are trusting in the outcome itself. It can be hard to trust. Amen. It can be hard to trust God. Not because God has a bad pattern or a bad reputation. In fact, he has quite the opposite. He has never lied. He has never failed to keep a promise. He has never backed down from an agreement. Uh, amen. He has never not kept his word. Amen. When God said it, it happened immediately. When God promised it, it always came to pass. He's a promise keeper. He's a God that tells you something and he means it. You know why? Because God has perfected truth. It can be hard to trust God because... We've never been here before. Let me help somebody here today. If you say, oh, I trust God. Yeah, you, you trust God. I do too. Until I get to a new here. Wherever here, the ambiguous here is. I trust God. You just came through a trial. You trusted God. And God graduates you from that trial. And guess what? Now you enter a new season of life. That is completely different. 
And now you got to learn to trust God in that season. Because trust is not stagnant. Trust is always growing. Trust is always multiplying or subtracting and dividing. Amen. You can trust in the Lord. Amen. Last season, but God will put you in a new season where he, 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 he gets you to the place where you have got to make the decision all over again. I trusted you there. But my trust there doesn't do me any good here if I don't add it on top of it and say, God, I was able to trust you there, and therefore I will trust you here. <laughs> trust in the then and there it does not always translate to the here and now. Because you can trust God for certain things, but now it's a little bit different because here is constantly changing. But here's the beautiful part. You can trust God because God does not change. Everything around you and I is shifting and changing. We cannot always trust the things around us, but we have a constant in life. He said, I am the Lord. I change not. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is a constant. You can always rely on him to be there. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Mm, somebody ought to give God praise. You and I have the decision every time we enter a new season or a new here, am I going to trust God? Are you willing to trust God? Will you trust? And there are people that have succeeded last season, but they get into a new one, and they're struggling to trust God. You have to make the decision every single day moment every single season every time you enter a new here i will trust god 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 here and you will find the pattern god will never fail you somebody ought to give god praise let's stand across the building let's lift up our hands and let's magnify the lord Come on, I trust you in this season. And God, if you'll give me the strength, I'll trust you next season and the next month and the next week and the next year. Life changes. People change. Circumstances change. Doctor's reports change. But I will trust in the Lord. Some people trust until they have a reason not to trust. And other people, trust is earned. But ultimately, you want to know the best way to find out whether or not you can trust God or trust somebody? Just trust them. Real revelatory right there. The only way you can really find out, now you can assume and you can guess, but until you make the decision, I'm just going to trust. Here's what that means. At some point, if you're really going to say yes to will you trust God, you got to jump in head first. What that means is you got to be willing to be vulnerable. You got to be willing to risk it all. You got to be willing to risk being let down. Amen. In order to create a healthy relationship with God, to truly trust God, you got to jump in head first and give God the opportunity to fail you, to let you down. Now, I got good news for you. The longer you live for God, the more you're going to realize he's never failed. He never will. He's never let me down. 
He's never, he's never abandoned me. If we can trust God with the little things, we can trust God with the big things too. And if you're the kind of person you know how to trust God for cancer, but you can't trust God for a cold, flip it on his head. You can trust God for the little things too. Trusting in God is not an easy task. It's not something can, that anybody could ever say, I've just got it. I just always trust God. No, it's a decision you and I must make. It is something we are challenged to do every day. When you and I are feeling anxious or stressed out, when life's challenges and struggles become too much, it is God's way and life's way of giving us an opportunity to strengthen and to reaffirm our trust in Him. When you get bad news, when you get a bad report, that's the moment when you have the decision to make. Am I going to trust in the Lord? Or am I going to trust in other things? Here's a few things we can put our trust in. The Bible talks about putting confidence in the flesh. This can be your own flesh or somebody else's. We have put our trust in other people, and unfortunately, time and time again, we have been abandoned, and many promises have been broken by other people, which has led us to believe we cannot put our trust in others. We have put our trust in external things, job, money, status, positions, this is what Dave would say when he said some put their trust in horses, some put their trust in chariots, but he ultimately came to the realization we will put our trust in the name of the Lord. These are people that have put their trust in external things, but unfortunately, even those things fail us in our time of need because money can't fix everything. Finally, as we've all come to at least one point in our life or another, we have come to trust in ourselves only. Anybody got, are there any self-reliant people in the house of the Lord in your flesh? Come on. Don't let me be the only one. This comes from trust issues. Nobody else has been there. Nothing else has been there. So you come to rely on number one. This is in our flesh. Amen. We're not going to glorify the flesh here tonight. We've come to trust in ourselves other, in, in ourselves only because we've looked at our lives. Others have failed me. I will not fail me. Other things have failed me. I will not fail me. And this is what the Bible is saying when it says, lean not on your own understanding. This is when we put our trust in ourselves, Because we all know, especially my self-reliant folks, that unfortunately, we even let ourselves down. We, be, we become disappointed in the man or the woman that we have become. Our trust in ourself has gotten to places where it has fully collapsed. Until we finally get the revelation, we must trust and learn to trust in the Lord our God. It takes a lot of courage to place your trust in God and not in other people because people will fail you. It takes a lot of courage to put your trust and faith in God and not in things because eventually things will fail you. It takes a lot of trust and a lot of courage to put your faith in God and not in yourself because eventually you will fail yourself. It is an act of worship to trust in God. We are allowing ourselves to become completely vulnerable. Amen. We've come to a realization in the revelation it will not be my might, my own might, somebody else's might, or something else's might. It will not be by 
power, my power, somebody else's power, or something else's power. It will be by his spirit. Uh, it might be difficult to let go of control and say, God, I'm going to put my reliance upon you, but if you can do it tonight uh, and make a declaration that tomorrow I put my trust in the Lord, next week I put my trust in the Lord, next year I put my trust in the Lord, I promise you that even when hard times come, you can lean on him. Even when difficulty comes and bad news comes, you can have a heart that will not fail because your trust is in the Lord. Lift up your hands and let's pray all across this building. Come on. Will you trust? You can't truly obey God if you won't trust him. But when God speaks to you, you got to be willing to say, yes, Lord, I'll trust you in that. It doesn't make sense to me right now. But God, I'll trust you in that. God, you spoke a word to me. It doesn't make sense. I don't have all the answers, but I've made the decision. I will trust the Lord. Somebody ought to pray in this house. Come on, I'm not even talking about an easy thing tonight. I'm talking about one of the most difficult things you'll ever do, and you'll do it over and over and over and over and over again. You'll put your trust in the Lord. You'll put your trust in the Lord. You'll put your trust in the Lord. I won't lean on my own understanding. I, won't, I, will, I will acknowledge him in this. I will trust him in this. We're going to pray, and we're going to come to the altar here in a moment. You know why the Bible says lean not in your own understanding? Because there's so many times in life that you won't understand. Come on, somebody. There's a lot of moments you don't understand. In fact, God's ways are above our ways, and you and I won't understand. I don't understand where, where water from a rock comes into the story. Doesn't make sense to me. I can't lean on that because it doesn't make sense why he would take them by the way of the Red Sea. Amen. Because now they're blocked by water. It does not make sense. It does not make sense that God would take ten plagues and get them up out of Egypt. It does not make sense. It does not make sense that he would feed them with manna that falls down from heaven that they collect every single day and it would rot if they try to hold it for one more day. It does not make sense to my understanding. And when God is working in your life, you could try to figure it out, do the equations, plug in the math and the calculator. It won't make sense. But that's in that moment where you say, God... I choose to trust you whether I understand you or not. How you made water into wine, no idea. Don't understand it. Why you did it, don't understand it. Praise God, but I'm going to trust you. There's people right now that you're in a moment you don't understand, but God is giving you an opportunity. It's an inconvenient moment for you to trust God, but it's the best moment for you to trust God. In fact, it's the only way you can really prove that you trust God. Amen. You don't know how it's going to work out. You don't know how it's going to happen, but you're making the decision tonight, and you're going to make the decision tomorrow. Amen. I will trust in the Lord. Somebody lift up your hands. In fact, I want to open up this altar. Would you come as they sing? As we begin to worship the Lord, would you come and make a declaration at this altar? Amen. God. God, I will trust you. Amen. I will trust you. I don't always understand you. I don't I don't always, I'm not always comfortable with the way you work in my life. But God, I will trust you. Would you empty out your seat? Come down to the front. Amen. As a declaration of faith, God, I will trust you in this moment. I will trust you in this here. I will trust you in this season. It does not make sense to me, but I will not put my trust in the arm of the flesh. I will not put my 
my trust in other things. I will not put my trust in a job. I will not put my trust in a boss. I will not put my trust in anything else. I will put my trust in the Lord. Come on, somebody pray. Come on, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not some of it, not part of it. Lay your heart on this altar tonight and say, God, amen, my, my heart is yours. I don't understand, but I trust you, and I acknowledge that you're working in this situation. Somebody pray in this house. I will trust him. I will trust him. Trust you, Lord. I will trust you, Lord. I surrender myself to trusting you, God.
church, let's pray. I worship you. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. I bow before the King of Kings. No more crying, no more complaining. I believe your word is true. Lord, you promise never to leave me lonely. So this is the word I'm going to do. I will trust in you, Lord. I will trust in you, Lord. I will put my trust in you. Come on, church, let's take a few more moments. God, I pray, help me to learn how to trust you, Jesus. It's not always easy, but I, I will decide, God. I will trust you, Jesus. You know what's best for me, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. Let's love him for a few more moments. Hallelujah. Come on, I didn't say it was easy. I didn't say it would come naturally. But it's something that we are challenged to do every single day that we wake up. Every situation that we face, we have the decision. Will you trust God? Hallelujah. Do you really trust God that he knows what's best? Hallelujah. God, I trust you. I trust you. I know one of the best ways to kill the spirits is to talk about food, but there's some folks in the house of the Lord that like sushi. Praise God. Now, I like the fake stuff. It's, uh, it's not raw. It's been cooked. If there was anything in there, it's not in there now. But there's some people that really like sushi, and if you want a really good sushi experience, I'm not going to give her any recommendations, but you got to go to a place that's like a higher-end Japanese sushi spot. Now, they've got them in, high, in usually in larger cities, uh, but you can tell because they have, usually tell because you look up one word, omakase. 
Omakase. That's how you're going to find out if you've got a good sushi spot. And what omakase means is it's when the, 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 the sushi master basically comes out. They take a look at you. And they decide for you what you're going to be eating that night. <laughs> I got faith, but I don't have that kind of faith. I got, I got favor, but I don't got that kind of favor. It doesn't matter whether you like it or not. Come on, somebody. When you say, I want omakase, you're literally saying, master knows best. And the master's going to figure out what you need on your plate that day. There's some folks, you know what trusting God's like? Omakase. I don't know if it's squid. I don't know if it's bluefin tuna. I don't know if it's going to be something edible or not. I just know the master knows what I need. Now, let me tell you, that's what it's like trusting in God. You have to trust he really does know what's best for you and I. Well, it doesn't smell very nice right now. It doesn't look very good right now. I don't know if I want to eat it because master knows best. And when he puts a plate before you, even if it's in the presence of your enemies, you eat at that table. If God has prepared something great for you, it may not always be in the best location, but you got to say, Master knows best. I will trust you. Even if you lose something or someone, you have to put your hands in the air and say, God, as Job did, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, but Master knows best. Would you lift up your hands one more time and let's pray. Come on, God cares about each of us individually. Amen. This is not always a corporate thing. God cares about us each individually. And God knows what each individual needs. And if you will decide tonight, I will put my trust in the Lord. You are, you are lifting up your life and saying, Lord, you know what's best for me. And God, I may not always know what's best for me, but Lord, if I put my life in your hand, you're only going to bring what is best for me. You're only going to give what I need, God. And Lord, it's going to make the greatest existence, the greatest life, the greatest ministry, the greatest marriage. Come on. I, I, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. Somebody give God praise here tonight. Now, it's a lot easier said than done. <laughs> we all say umakasi until it comes out. Hallelujah. I trust you until you hit a moment. I trusted you. I, <laughs> you just got to keep saying yes. Amen. Shake hands. Be friendly. Love one another. Let's come ready for revival and to commit ourselves to worship of the Lord this Sunday. We love each and every one of you. We'll see you Sunday or sooner. In Jesus' name, God bless you.